You're listening to Banter with the Boys. Talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Banner with the Boys, Ringside Chirps, Minnesota Hockey Edition. In this episode, we got quite a few different topics to talk about. But as always, we're going to go over kind of just the Wilder doing, what the NHL is kind of doing, and also a couple other different Minnesota hockey sports teams. With that, kick it over to my main man, Smeltzy, buddy. How are you today? Yo, 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 Kev, what's popping? Um, just got done ripping... You know, NFL was with uh, Tyler. If you don't listen to that, you're into it, into the NFL. Go check us out there as well. But yeah, no, uh, I'm just ready to talk some puck. It's been a couple weeks, obviously. Some minor things have happened, but worth mentioning. And we're happy you're here with us. Uh, obviously, please remember to to subscribe to us. It, it makes a world of difference for us. And uh, honestly, we just we hope we're providing you know some quality content for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're trying to kind of expand our range a bit with different topics, but similar things that we obviously, you know, care enough about to to talk about and can have a good conversation about. So as always, you know, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, But with that, Smelcy, looking at the wild right now, we recorded our last episode. They have gone five, four and one. uh, And with that, they won the last night's game against the Washington Capitals, the game that I did go to. In fact, Uh, awesome game. Wild won five to three. Easily should have been five to one, but they left their foot off the gas towards the end of the game, uh, and and they won it anyway. Were those those the final two goals there for the Caps? Were they more of a Gustafson thing, or I think it was an all around team thing. I mean, you're winning five to one with just a handful of minutes left, maybe like okay. ten minutes left, I think, in the game. That's when they scored both. It was towards the latter half of the third period. That's I think. bogus. That sucks. Yeah, because I, I watched part of it and then I literally turned it off. I think when it was five one. Yeah. So I went to some or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they held it out for quite a bit. And I'm pretty confident that they, I wouldn't say super duper confident when, with that, but they definitely had, uh, you know, a little bit of time left in the game and the wild just kind of took the, uh, took the, uh, you know, the pressure off and, and they came back. But at the end of the day, wild got the dub, uh, great game overall. Marcus Johansson, who was part of the Capitals in the past, uh, got himself two on the night, which is pretty sweet. Um, in that game, 11 total players from the wild, had points, including a goal from Brock Faber, and Gustafson also had 31 saves in his third straight win. Minnesota has now gone three in the row out of four, and also uh, four of five after losing eight of nine. Right. What a turnaround. Yeah, and that's and that's the funny part, right? Because like coming into this week's episode, uh, to be honest, like like leading up to it, right before last week, even like before a couple of those wins, I was planning on like talking how bad we've been. Right. <laughs> and, uh, now they've kind of seemed like they're kind of turning it around again, maybe going on a little bit more of a, another streak here a little bit. I hate to say it. And the reason I hate to say that, that we're, we're doing something good right now is the wild are notoriously garbage after the all-star break. Even if we've got momentum going into it, I know, you know, knock on, would here they're gonna probably be garbage after the all-star break in a matter of just a few weeks but, but we've been garbage all year so That's maybe true, so maybe this is the year that it changes but i agree with you like we'll true. have all this momentum going into all-star break boom all-star break hits and now it's like we limp into the playoffs and then at first round exit like we know per usual but you know it's just like maybe maybe this is the year that turns around i don't think so but maybe this is the <laughs> year you know what i mean Hey, I'd love it to be a, a turnaround year, especially with, I think, the the reinvigorated team after having Dean let go. Uh, I don't think Dean was the problem. I think it was just the room and the team in general. you got to do something to change things up. And they've been pretty successful since he's been a part of the team or been the coach of the team. So uh, I mean, I'm happy with it. But. I mean, I mean, the Wild are still six points out of a wild card. Uh, that's not yeah. including last night's win. So that was before yesterday's game when I, yep. when I grabbed that. Uh there's also so, been games played since then. So right. So, you know, whatever. We could be closer, farther away. Either way, it's within reach. There's plenty of games left. It's within reach. Yeah. Uh, do you honestly think, I, I feel like they were also six points out of the wild guard, our last episode, if I'm not mistaken. But Sounds about right. Something like that. Yep. Uh, do you think they they have a shot? Do Do they make the playoffs an outside shot? Yes. 
I think they'll make the playoffs. By the skin of their teeth, it'll be like uh, what it typically is, right? Does history repeat itself for yeah. us? Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a history repeats itself situation where we push really freaking hard at the end of the season, and it comes down to X team has to win this game, this team can't tie or can't lose in overtime, and then this team's got to win three games in a row, and we got to you know do whatever, and then we make the playoffs. I feel like that's t- kind of typically what happens. We've never, like, at least I can't remember a, a season in the past recently where we've been like, yeah, we're golden in the playoffs right now. Like, we don't got to really fight for a whole lot. We're kind of coasting in. We've always got to grind and climb back into it, and it's always like that. And, again, what happens then? First round exit. Bye. Every dang time. Except for the one year we didn't even make it into the playoffs a couple years ago. Just really? Like, I want us to see something different, but it's hard being a Minnesota sports fan and expecting a different result after the insanity we've all, in, you know, ensued. For however long all of our sports teams have Well, that plus, like, this season in particular, you know, the Wild have been plagued with injuries pretty much the whole season. Their captain is not on the ice. It's just... Yeah. It, it, it just sucks, you know? I mean... It does. Again, we've, we've, we've always mentioned it. We'll touch on it one more time, and I promise we'll try not to bring it up again until the offseason. But, like, again, we're still capped handicapped by those those Parisian suitor deals, you know? Yeah. So just to have the expectation that we're a contender, I know that's what every Minnesotan in their soul wants to think, that we are a legitimate contender every single season, and I feel you. I really <laughs> do. It's just not realistic. And, yep. you know, the fact that we're even talking that we could still make the playoffs with the team we have right now, that's a, that says a lot. We're 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 still competitive. We're yep. in a competitive rebuild right now, in my opinion, and that's again why we signed Felino and Hartman and yep. uh, Zuccarello, Zuccarello. Yeah. to to more deals. I know yep. people were upset about that. We're overpaying them. Well, y- yeah, we are a little bit right. We're paying them for their dues that they've done the past few years, and they're helping us stay competitive. Yep in these two years of, of the, uh, the cap crap, you know, to say, to say <laughs> yep. the least, you know what I mean? I agree. No, I, I think you're right, man. It's, it's tough, right? We'll get into a bit more of the, the contract details or we should get into it right now. What do you want to do? Should we get into it? Just go for it. All right. So with that, I think we signed those deals to get us through the crummy cap stuff. Correct. And then when we hit cap freedom, if you will, which is, uh, 25 to 26, right? 2025, 2026 season. Once we hit that, we've got these guys locked in for a potentially one more, Another two more, more, one years. more year. Yep. And then you've got $15 million to spend on somebody that these guys can effectively lead these lines for to help us go further, which is a lot of money in the NHL. That is a it doesn't seem like a lot in pretty much any other major sport in the U S maybe other than MLS. I don't know. Right. I can't remember how their contracts work to be honest, but, yep. um, like that's a lot of money to play with in the NHL. Now, if yes. you also look, that's still you said twenty four, twenty five season. Yep, uh, still there. Twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six is when we're out you, of cap. You look hill. at guys like Jared Spurgeon. Is he still on the team at that point? He's making seven and a half mil. Yep, that might be more money available. You still have some of these younger guys that could come up. We saw Sammy Walker come up. He didn't do nothing when he was up here, unfortunately. So hopefully he still, you know, grows down there in yep. Iowa. Yep. But you got guys like that that can still come up. Lambos, we got other defensemen. You got Jesper coming up. And yeah. now you just add a couple bona fide vets to that. Yep. Or like early on in the season, there was talk of, on the show here, of Leon Dreisaitl. I think that's yeah. a great idea. Um, yep. Somebody like that who's probably going to be a vet, not commanding a ton of money, but probably still worth that seven mil range. Um, see that. And that's worth it, especially when you've got the money to spend. I think that's our year to make the biggest push in the Minnesota Wilds history ever for the a, a long playoff run. And that's where I think ownership's at with like BG with people that might be frustrated with BG or whatever. Yep. I think it's unfair to let go of BG any time before he gets to play with that money. Yep. A hundred percent. Do not. Let go of BG. I swear to gosh, dude. Like <laughs> let, let him play with that money at least yep. for a year or two. Yes. And then if it's not looking right or he built the wrong team, okay. Yep. Now now you get it, right? But you he can't yeah. he's doing everything he can with what he's given right now. You know what I mean? Don't don't even think about it. Yeah. He's been dealing with uh, was it Paul Fenton and Chuck Fletcher era days of like just trading everything away and having nothing in our farm system. 
and then crummy contract upon crummy contract upon just handcuffing Dude, let, contracts. Let, let BG cook, bro. I agree. Let him I, sit there and marinate and cook. We're in 2023-2024 season right now, so after next year goes by, that's our time to shine, right? So we got like, what, a third, five, eight, four. I, I, we, got, we got a good bit of season left here still. Third of the season left to make a push, potentially get into the playoffs, and then go from there. With that, with and the cap space, we're going to have some room to grow once they get there yeah, for an uh, actual push. For sure. And like that, and like the push f- from now until we get that space, any push is literally just all pride, you know, and yeah. to appease the state of hockey. You know, you were at the game last night, right? Yeah. So going into that game, people that bought tickets for that game knew dang well we're six points out of a wild card. We're not playing that amazing on the season as a whole. But that place still looked packed. The upper level still looked packed. Full up. Hockey is is a way of life here, you know? And right. I think still filling the stands when you're not performing super well as a team, as a whole, that says something. You got buy-in from the community. That says something. That's what it is to me. And I think people say we're the state of hockey for a reason, right? Everybody from kids that are being just born, that got skates on their feet, to old vets and older people playing boot hockey still. It doesn't matter. People play hockey no matter what it is. It's part of the culture. It's a part of their life forever, for their entire life, right? And that's just how it is. So, like you said, granted, the weather was pretty nice. It was like 40 degrees outside almost when the game was going on. But, like, (laughs) people will trek through the elements to get to these games. They'll trek through the losses. They'll trek through the the losing streaks, the the coach debacles, et cetera, to go to those games. And and to like I don't to be there for the team. Like I don't think they're selling out, you know, um on some of these games. They used to. They oh, sold yeah. out when they first became a team. They sold out for what, 10, 15 years straight or whatever. Something crazy. Which um, was surprised by that though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. But even if it's not a sellout, dude, that stadium's still packed though. It's pretty absolutely. it's pretty darn close. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So I, I to your point, the fans are always gonna back the team as you know, upset and grumpy as as the, the the fans may be, myself included, at a lot of silly things that have happened across my my tenure as a fan of the Wild. It's crazy to see what we've done so far, and what's coming in the future. I'm excited about it. And the the thing is, is you being a fan for the last ten years, you haven't even seen the best of the Wild. To be honest, the first like within those first like five six years were awesome. Yeah, and uh, I just you should go back. I, ooh, I have a DVD for you. You got to watch it. Actually, Uh-oh. it's like. I don't know, like about the 2004 or five wild. I can't remember. And okay. it like follows a couple players around. You would get a kick out of it. You won't know any of the players, but you'll get a <laughs> okay. kick out of it. You might make recognize Marion Gabrick or Darby Hendrickson or something, you know, because yep. Darby's coach. Right? Yep. Um, oh, dude, I got to get that too. You, you would me, actually yeah. like that. That's but, for sure. But yeah, anyway. Um, I've only been a fan for like seven or eight years. It has not been my entire life. So I was born in Wisconsin. I came here in 2011. Didn't really get into the hockey life up until like 2013, 14 ish. So like I've only been a fan for for a handful of years, a little bit, a little bit more than that, a little less. I'll get take, you up so. to speed on Wild history because there's not that long, right? Yeah. So well, there, you, you can, haven't seen much. Easy. Yeah, no, you good, you good <laughs> for sure. Well, let's jump on into our next one. You mentioned it earlier. The team, the Minnesota Wild, is still plagued with injuries. Currently, right now, got a couple of big names on the injured report list and just injured in general. Obviously, you mentioned it before. Our captain's not on the ice right now. Tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing. What's going on? Uh, I mean, it's just, I think it's just the same injury he's been dealing with. I think he re-aggravated it and, you know, now they've now shut him down for the season. And not only is he, I believe, having surgery on that, but he's also going to have a second surgery on his back. It's like his back and his hip or there's two, like, two surgeries. I think hip is the main surgery, right? And And then a second surgery on his back? Yeah. Dude, that's not good. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of hope like back to like the Parisi era days where he was just getting cross checked constantly in the lower back and was never playing like himself for a year or two. Finally, it took some time off, got his back fixed up and he and came back he was and he was pretty right. darn good. Yeah, you're and right. He's still Zach Parisi. Let's be real. But at the end of the day, like that surgery helped him get out of a, you know, an ailment that he'd been dealing with for years. This might be something that really resets Jared Spurgeon and puts him on another track to success. He's still a fantastic defenseman regardless but imagine if he's been playing hurt for a hot minute. You fix the guy up. Come on now. So, but that's that's just it. Do you know how old Jared Spurgeon is? Ooh. Take a guess out of the top of your noggin. Uh, I was going to say like 36. He's 34. Ooh, all right. He's 34. All right, that's close. So, you know, so just looking at those surgeries he does need, 
you know, he's signed here yep. until he is 37 years old. He's got what, three to go? Uh, three more years? Well, he's 34? once he comes back next season, 35, 36, 37, yeah, three years. Okay. Including next season. He's got three years left, and he's making 7.5. All right. You know, he's a 7.5 cap hit anyway. Sure. Um, is is he worth it at this stage in his career? And I, I hate to say that because I've been a huge Jared Spurgeon guy. I believe he's been here his whole career even. Um, he's He's been great for the organization. Yep. But is he... I just don't know if he's going to be here for the remainder of his contract. And I can't remember if he has a no trade on that. Mm. Are you saying that you don't expect him to be here even though he's the captain of the wild? Do you still think that they're going to take... <sighs> and rip the sea off of his chest, metaphorically to say, Dude. and send him packing elsewhere? Like, do you really really think in reality that that's going to happen? I'll give you my opinion on that if you care to know. I think they do that. I think if he comes back from this injury and towards the last year, maybe two years of his deal, if he's got three to go, right, he comes back, he's got a couple more years to go, I think they may not keep him around. But I think he'd be fantastic on the trade market, especially when we got money to spend. But if and and that's just it. If he comes back and they decide to take the C from him, I don't think they take the C from him unless until he's traded. Of course, you know, because if you take the C off a guy, that's That's gonna be weird, bro. You can't go back in that locker room. You know, so Mm -hmm. my God, that just hurts to say because I'm a big Jared Spurgeon guy. I wanted his jersey actually for a while. I still don't have one. I'll probably still get one. Whatever (laughs) with the C, of course. There you go. Um, but like it's just I, I, I don't know. I just I I don't think that with the direction that that Garen's going with the money he's gonna have with the gonna... big bruisey beefy team right I don't bruise, think he's they, fit. what was their thing last year grit first or some nonsense that we still lost anyway in the first year right or like Hello. some goofy slogan that they had grit first your oh, captain's four yeah, foot right. tall come on like you can't ha- I, I understand like sizes and everything when it comes to, like ice hockey players but like at the end of the day you're gonna get bodied. And it happens all the time. But also, Jared Spurgeon's also a gangster and fights back. He does. So, like, so. There, he does. There's, there's a give and take with that. But again, if he comes back from the surgery and his injuries and is not himself, or if he just kind of is, is never the same, as you do see with other players who do get injured, is he coming back? And if he does, or so let me rephrase, when he comes back, is he going to stick it out for the last three years? And now they're going to give him an extension. Because... No way, dude. He's not getting an extension. If at least does, from the wild. If it's from the wild, it's gonna be dummy cheap. Um he has money to spend he, at that point, though. Dude, he's, 37, so? he's 37 years old, just yeah. came off a seven and a half year cap hit yeah. for the last seven years. Long. Time. I don't think you're paying him that kind of money. I, is he still yeah. gonna garner like a four mil deal? I, Possibly, yeah. I, man. Three to four. Three to four makes sense to me. I get you that. know, for like a two year deal. Yeah. Because I mean you see some guys play into their 40s yeah. in the NHL, which is crazy considering the the wear and tear on their bodies. Yep. Not only that, they're balancing on steel. Dude, it's crazy, <laughs> you know? the athleticism like, and, like, the physics behind it. But uh, I don't know, dude. I've been dreading this Jared Spurgeon talk because he is getting up there in age. Really? And I, I yeah, don't I mean, want well, yeah, really, yeah, to yeah, say that because I'm not far off from that age, so that's kind of bogus. But, <laughs> but. For a for a professional athlete, you know, that's yep. that's getting up there. Once you yeah. hit your mid-30s. Yeah. Well, so now we're, we've been talking a bit about, like, if he goes, what are we going to do? Well, he's gone right now. The Wild needs someone to fill that space. Who do we go and get? There's a, there's a right answer to this question, Smeltzy, and you better not get it wrong. We're going to fight. There's, oh. a, there's a right so answer to this question. I, I, there's a right answer to this question, Tyler Smelson. You better know it. Oh, that's funny as heck. You better uh, know I do it, know Slim. I do know where you're going. Don't even say it yet because I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, you do. I'm cool bringing him back on like a three mil deal. Actually, he's, he's 3. already on the deal. $3.9 million dollars right, now right now for a solo year. That's fine. We're talking about Matt Dumba. It, you, you would know it if you follow the pod because that's Kev's guy. Yep. And uh, I mean, why not, right? Right now, it, it, it only need, takes up half that money. You can still sign another guy. That's that's my thought. You know, you don't go blow it all on one player. Yeah. Um, and you might as well pick up. I don't know if you pick up two D guys or not. Um, but I think it's not a bad idea. It's really not. Nope. He's hurt right now. That's the only issue. I don't know what the details of his injury are, how long the details of it are, or what you know what the terms. He's of it got are, the chemistry with the team, right? That's it. He's a locker room guy. He's the freaking DJ. He is guy. a locker room guy. They do he's like the, him in there. He used to be an assistant freaking captain, 
last year. He was the man, right? Everyone had high praises. You read his articles that Russo wrote about him, and everyone had nothing but great things to say. Teammates talk about pranks he pulled, being the guy he'd have everybody over for holidays and stuff like that. I think he's who you go and get. He's an unrestricted, or he's, I think he's unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Might be restricted. He is. No, I think unrestricted. Right. Right shot defenseman. He knows everything. He knows the system. Now, granted, there's a new head coach in town, but everybody else had to learn it. Maddie had to go and learn it over in Arizona. I think you bring him back here, and you still got, you know, potentially a couple of million dollars to go around and play with something, maybe just for uh, another beefy guy that you're trying to get out there to be, you know, beef up your team a little bit, or do you go out there and possibly get just a young, a young guy to maybe spruce things up down in Iowa, help the boys out down there, right? Two-way player guy, you send him down there. Maybe he's a good call-up player. Who knows, right? Like, it's, it's, it's definitely an option, in my opinion. The question is, is what do we have to give up to get him? Because you can't just send him money. I don't think it's going to be much. I don't think it's going to be much because nope. the Coyotes haven't really used him in a massive role nope. by any means. Um, it's not like he's lighting the lamp either. He's got five points in 44 games. Yep. Again, he's a defenseman. His plus minus is uh, negative 10. Don't like seeing that. No, me um, either. But his average time on the ice is 20 minutes. He's still being used. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah. He's, he's not obviously their top guy. Nope. I would imagine they would move him considering he's on a one-year deal. Why would you not? Mm-hmm. If you can get something for a guy that's going to leave probably anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Coyotes kind of were already when we when he signed there. We already mm-hmm. knew he's playing for a bigger contract somewhere else most likely. Yep. Just a one-year deal, prove it deal, right? Yep, that's what he got. Um, he was making, I think he was making up to six million bucks here for a little bit, part of his contract. I could be wrong, but I think he was making four to six million dollars a year here on his last deal that he just signed yeah, with us. He, so uh, he was making big money. I think he was making four here for us. something like that, right? Yep. Yep. I could be wrong, but I know it was always different. But either way, at the end of the day, we can afford him. You Depending know, on how cheap he goes, effectively, it might be worth bringing him back, filling that spot. Because then you, you know, the, the the downside of that then is is. Do you break up the Brodeen and Faber line, put them back with 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 Dumba, or do you leave the goal that you have right now with Faber just playing so much? Nope, you find somewhere else to plug Dumba in. You do not mess with yeah. the only good thing that's happening for the Wild defensively right now. Yeah. You do not mess with that. I like you, it. you do add him in, though. Yeah. I, I do like adding him in there somewhere, like but that's yeah. not my decision. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for the money, he would be a decent option. I agree. I agree. Do you have any other players who you think may be worth coming in a trade over here for him? Anybody not, you can not think off of? the top of my head okay. right now. Sure. Um, I think I want to be, I want to say that there's a couple of players that I was just talking to a buddy of mine about today, actually, who might be, uh, <laughs> might be worth uh, looking into here as well. But at the end of the day, there's definitely some, some room for us to grow. And I'm hoping that with, Again, now that you want to see somebody out, but well, you got to use and take advantage of the situation that we're, we're dealt right now with Spurgeon being out. I mean, allegedly, allegedly you got Tanev, Chris Tanev in Calgary. That's on the block. Uh, he's looking at four and a half mil. Could afford that. UFA after this year. Yep. Uh, you got, looks like Sean Walker from the Flyers is also a UFA after this year for 2.6 mil. He's got five goals on the year, 16 points. Okay. Who's that now? His name's Sean Walker for the Flyers. Interesting. That's kind of, yeah, that is interesting. Um, well, wait a minute. The trade deadline's already passed. The trade deadline? Isn't it? Or is it not? No. When is it? find out no i'm an idiot what am i talking about there's no way why would no. it be before the all-star game nope uh march 8th march 8th okay Month yeah wow sorry folks Got i don't time. know what i'm talking about yeah so there's room to go for it I, at the end of the day um, i Hannafin think to yeah calgary he's a 20 dude 4.95 mil but he's a 25 point getter right now 26 okay. year old ufa after 24 but chachurin out of ottawa He's UFA after 25, 4.6 mil. That might be intriguing. Potentially, right? Because you got him for another year. Year after that, if you Somebody you could absolutely add to your, yeah. probably your top four defense even. Good. Am, we, I, we know we're struggling right on the defensive area, right? You got John Merrill playing. That's like, our biggest issue. Yep. Merrill's playing kind of crummy. Middleton's doing decent for right now. He's gotten some points in the last few games. He's playing well. 
I would feel comfortable if we had enough pieces where Middleton's playing on our third deep pairing. Yeah. That would mean that solid we're front. pretty comfortable on the yeah. top four. Yep. That's where I'd like us to get to defensively. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do that this year, um, but I'm telling you, folks, just wait it out these few years. It, the Wild are going to win a cup. Let's see. What is it? 2024? 25, 26. Um, the Wild are going to win a cup by 28. 28, you say, like huh? 28, maybe 2030, maybe 2030. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's but getting excited. They're, they're over winning the cup before the decade's out. The Minnesota Wild are bringing a cup to the state of hockey before the decade's out. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm holding you to it. Hold yeah, me hold to me it. to it. Hold <laughs> me to it. Uh, with that, let's move on here. Um, I've always got to talk about him. The guy's a stud. Mar- Brock Faber, man. Come on. Brock Faber, just an absolute beast right now. Uh, Russo tweeted out earlier today. Fresh off college ice, he shouldn't be this good. Uh, but to know the fact that he's played 200 more minutes this year than the next wild player, end quote. What a wild statistic. 200 more minutes? That's what he said. Holy Can you imagine? Crap. Right now he's got 24 and like a half minutes average per game. Still over a minute over the next player on the list for the wild. Wow. He's your college defenseman. Obviously, like, granted, had Spurgeon been in all season not having these issues, I think his ice time might have been a little bit less because they never really paired him up with Spurgeon. But I think just in general, the kid is showing off his stuff right now, right? Everybody in the locker room talks about him, how he's just crazy good, and he just shouldn't be as good as he is right now. But, again, if you bring anybody hey. else up here, how do you, what happens to those lines? Because you know, even if you lose a couple of games, they shift things around. So. Maybe you might find some spark there with, with, other, with other defensive pairings if we, you know, go on a downward spike like we talked about before after the All-Star break, right? Switch things up a little bit. Maybe find some magic somewhere else. But Yeah, I mean, obviously there's something to be said about Brock Faber. I mean, he's right now he's looking like he's f- about fourth in Calder voting, which allegedly Bedard is still running away unanimously. Just crazy. Um, while he's injured with. Yeah, but uh, and then you got Luke Hughes. I believe he's out of the New Jersey Devils. He's second with forty-seven points. Um, Bedard has seventy-five points. This is the voting I'm talking about so far, right? This came out January fourteenth. This is from okay. NHL. Uh, dot com. <laughs> uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Adam Fantilli. I hope I said that right. Thirty-six right. points. He's third, <laughs> and then you have Faber at twenty-four points. And Marco Rossi at 20 points of rounding out wow. fifth. We have two players in the top five for voting. Really? For the caller. That's impressive. If that doesn't make you feel good about a couple years from now, like we're talking about, yep. add Jesper to that. Yeah. You let, you let him prove it a little bit more because right now Brock Faber can be re-signed to an extension or something other than his rookie year deal. Right now this he year, can? July 1st. Dude, lock him up. I hundred percent. Somebody even asked Russo when he tweeted about that, like, how soon can we bring him? And what do you think? What do you think he's gonna get? No, there was. Did he say what he's gonna get? No, he what didn't he say. thinks. No, he didn't say. He didn't reply to that tweet. But I, the the comments went wild. What do you think he garners? Um, depending on how long the deal is, I hope that they keep him around for the max, which I think is eight years, and with a potential moving clause midway through or towards the end, potentially an average of five to six, roughly. He's shown it, in my opinion, last year in the playoffs. Being fresh off of losing the championship game for the Gophers, uh, now up here to us, he's proven I, himself all the way across the board, five to six. I think we got to give him more. Really? I think, think we got to give six, him seven. Dude, yeah, I think between six and seven, seven at the top. I know, dude, spendy, right? A lot of for money. a guy that's only played a year. Yeah, you know he, he year he's got to keep proving touch. stuff. Has he proven stuff? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Absolutely, we're in agreement there. Yep. But he's got to keep. He's got to add to it, right? It's true. And he is. Um, but that's just taking a bet. You know, you see it in the MLB all the time. Um, you got a couple guys that play really well one season. They're crazy young. Boom, twelve year deal. Yep. Whoa. How do you know that dude's going to be the same player in 10 years? You, you don't. That's crazy. But yep. that's part of the risk. And you're seeing it in all major sports right now in the yeah. U.S. specifically. But I'm sure around the world, too. I'm you're sure. locking these. When you see talent, you're locking them up for a long time. Yeah. Now, I will say that Brock Favor, we should. He needs, I, I think we should, too. Yeah. I, I think at some you point. You did it with Brodeen. Yeah. I think at some point in time, Kaprizov gets the A. Or this would be the C. I think that's just, I think that's just how that goes. 
I don't think they're going to let him go anywhere. He is the franchise player. I think he gets to see. Don't know when. I think Kaprizov ends up with the C in his chest at some point. I got some wild to say, but I think it's what's going to happen. And I think if Faber sticks around, I think he gets an A for sure. Depending on who else is around. Again, we got some moves to make. We got some time to kill before we get some of that money back. You never know who's going to come and go. You never know. I hate myself for this. Uh Uh-oh. I hate myself for this. Ruh-roh, Raggy. But Kirill Kaprizov is gone before he gets a C in Minnesota. Really? You don't think he's going to stick it out, or you think we're going to use him as trade bait for something potentially? What what the hell are you going to get for him? Uh, that's the thing. Because you got to get something incredible for him. I, the, he's one of the. He's going to be one of the top players in NHL. Now you've noticed yeah. this year he's taking a step back. It's, it's a little slower. He has right. Um, now last year he was ridiculous. Yeah. Just some of the stuff he was doing was ridiculous. What happened? Less injuries. You know he has the people that have been with him have been changed quite a bit. Different coaching staff. Uh, again, you you lost the room in the beginning. And so you need no continuity. Really you need continuity. I don't care yeah. what sport it is. Yep. I don't care what team it is. You need continuity to play yeah. well. You do. Yep. So, oh man, dude, I don't know. I know that was. I know that was a doozy a, right there. I know that's a doozy right there. But like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I want him here. Yeah. But if there's something on the table, I don't know what would have to be on the table right now. I'm not saying I have a deal in mind. I don't. It need to be wild. For but sure, he's here but for what? The next six years. Something. He signed a five year yeah. deal. Something and then like he that. had one left. I can't remember. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. I know that's crazy, but it is it's just, we got, we got to do more to keep him here. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and again, I, I hope like BG, has explained that to him where the status of the team, right? Where we're at. We're in a competitive yep. rebuild, most mm-hmm. likely. Again, he hasn't said that. That's my take on it from what we've noticed, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. Um, like, I just hope he realizes that. And Krill's 26. You know, I, it's just... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. I, I hate, like I said, I hate myself. Well, that's the but, crazy thing. So I'm looking at his contract right now. I just pulled it up. He garners $9 million for, your correct, five-year deal. Uh, nine million bucks this year, nine million bucks next year, and then nine million bucks 2025, 2026. Now, as of note, next season and the following season have no move, no move clauses. They didn't specify if it's a full no move or what the details of those are. What so season? B- next season? Next season and 2025, 26. Yep, don't forget 25, 26 when we get that money. So maybe he gets paid then, I and think then so. let you lock him up long term, yep. and you go get his partner. Whoever that may be. Yeah. It's not going to be Zuccarello at that point. Zuccarello's going to be 55 years old. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, It'll be interesting. Hmm. He'll, be, again, he'll be 28, dude. That's that's yeah. your prime for NHL players, right? Like yeah. like that 28 to 32. Yep. If you're something special, that'll be, oh, man. What is he going to cost? I, that's the thing. He's making $9 bucks a year. He has not been playing this year like he deserves $9 bucks a year. It, it just, that's sucks. just it. But I, again, I, I agree to your point about continuity. You got to fight no matter what. Next man up, next man up mentality. I don't care. I get it. But how many times can you kind of get beaten down by like, oh, this star player is out for six weeks. Oh, this star player is hurt because of this. Oh, Caprizov probably has broken ribs. Like he may still not be better from that. Like you never know, right? There's still true, things that could be lingering. True. So, so a cor- I don't know what 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 site did you use to pull up his contract? This is cap friendly. So okay, like, so this is Spotrack. I use them for NHL stuff too, spotrack.com. Okay. I don't know. I just like their stuff. They explain it good. But anyway, yeah. they're saying that in 25-26, uh, obviously his cap hit nine mil still. Yep. The cap hit percentage, and I'd imagine this is for the team, yep. is 16.5%. That's if it doesn't go up. I'm sure it's going to go up a little bit. It goes up like a million bucks it will, every year or whatever. Because we're going to, th- that's probably including people that are dropping off, right? Yeah. That will probably resign or whatever, yep, right? Yep. yep. But like even right now, this is it's this is probably more realistic. Right now, ten point four percent of our, basically ten and a half percent of our salary. Right. He's not he's not playing up to that level right now. No, he's now. definitely not. No, I I still think he's still got lingering Neither is Boldy, injuries. Uh, but that's no, another he conversation. Was. He was though for a little bit, but he, he's not anymore. Same thing with Rossi. Right, granted, Rossi's not making that crazy money yet, but he will be. But uh, but like like we've mentioned, maybe that's just part of the continuity. These these specific players, including Rossi and Boldy and Kaprizov, yep. they need to grow together. Now fa- throw Faber in there. Yeah. Brodine is now your vet, which is crazy to say because Brodine used to be the young, as you like to say, the young buck. 
young buck. that was going to be, you know, our stud. And now that's exactly yeah. who he is. He's still underrated. Nobody appreciates what he does yep. truly because it's not a stat thing, you know? So, uh, but anyway, let that core grow, man. Yeah. And then you hit that money in two years and then hopefully you add a good locker room guy, but also somebody who's at the top Skilled. of the league. Yeah. I, I want somebody at the top of the league to come in here and play with Kirill. Need a stud center. That's it. You do. Need a stud you do. center. That's what you need. You need a number one center. Yep. Ever I said it one of the Eck is before. a perfect number two center. Yep. He's not he's not your number one. No. Nope. I said it before in the season, I'm pretty sure. You did. That we need a stud center. And after we lost Koivu, we've never been the same when it comes to winning faceoffs. And granted, towards the last year, maybe two years with us, he wasn't winning faceoffs. He wasn't what he was, you know. Yep. But when he was at the top, he, he was, was one of the best centers in the league for yep. what he what his job was. Yep. I remember them saying too that they changed one of the rules in like the face-off like process. I don't know what it was, but he couldn't quote unquote cheat anymore. So he wasn't I don't remember what the rule change was, but I well, remember hearing it on the radio and that. from what people were saying on like the broadcast that they're like, yeah, one of the rules had changed somehow. We're like, I don't know if it's like who puts their stick down first or like the process and like the whole flow of the the face-off or whatever. Also, they get like the double kick out and you get a penalty now. That that's newer in the process. So things changed. So he wasn't as dangerous, if you will. Hmm. But in the past, he was just a, a killer on the faceoffs. So I bet his brother did the same thing too. Probably Saku. Right? Yeah, we, we you just need somebody to win a freaking draw. If you can get somebody with that money, you throw him up there with Caprizov because again, like you said, it's probably not going to be Zuccarello. You never know who will be. There might be something there that's magical. I don't know what it is. Uh, we hope. Right? We can only hope. But you heard it before twenty thirty, and honestly, my gut's telling me before twenty twenty eight. But yeah, there's a cup in Minnesota. That's the hope, right? We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to move into our next section here. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the news around the NHL. Got two points here that we want to talk about. Uh, first one first being the owners of the Utah Jazz have officially formally requested an NHL expansion team to bring a hockey team to Salt Lake City. Currently right now, the Utah Grizzlies play in Utah at the moment. They are an ECHL team that feeds up through Colorado's Avalanche team. So kind of an interesting dynamic there. I'm not quite sure if if a team is warranted out in, in, in Utah, but that might be kind of cool. I'm always down for more, um, not necessarily more expansion teams, but more viewership of the hockey sport because, again, it is everything here to us, right? It's culture. It's in, in your life since you're a kid. Hockey to the Minnesotans is crazy. So seeing it broadcast elsewhere and bringing up a new fan base to it, that's awesome. Also gives us more players to look out for and, and better better chances for some cool players to be drafted. And also who the heck do you you know, who do you protect in the expansion draft, right? A lot of a lot of ha- havoc and chaos that it brings. But what do you think, Spouncy? You think it'd be kind of cool to see an age or you know, see these guys out there? An NHL yeah, team out there? I mean, I guess my only concern would be if they would draw enough fans. And I mean, maybe for a professional hockey team, they they would. Um but, like, if you look at, what is it, the Utah Grizzlies, yep. um, their average attendance for last year was uh, 51.67. Okay. So, now, whether, I don't know how many people they can fit in their arena, wherever the heck they play, yep. um, you know, but it just, can they can they fill out a stadium for an NHL hockey game? I'd be curious. I think they held some event. I don't know what it was. Um, gosh, I wish I could find it because this thing that I'm doing is not letting me go in there, but, uh, they held some event and it was a hockey game and they brought like 9,000 people to that. So that's, you know, that's at least more three quarters of the stadium. So they play at Maverick center apparently in Salt Lake city or nearby. Uh, it's a 12,600 cap. Okay. So So if they, about half of it, if they sold that out, you know, then consistently then sold consistently, that out. Then maybe you could, um, but yep. it's not like look at the Coyotes right now. It's not like they right. have room for a ton of fans either. So maybe maybe you could build a little or play there, play at the twelve thousand seat arena, yeah, and see what happens. See but I just, yeah, how many? Can you look up quick? Yeah, how many seats the Kraken Arena seats? Yeah, because yeah, obviously like Climate Pledge Arena, right? Yeah, Climate. Yep, that sounds right. And I mean, obviously, that's a newer team, right? Um, I think Vegas seats quite a few, yeah. but 18,300 for climate. Play. And that's a normal, that's a normal NHL sized arena. Yeah, that's what we are here. So 
I don't know. I don't know if they would sell enough, to be honest with you. I think it'd be great. Yeah. You know, I I like seeing more teams personally, but now yeah. you got to add probably another one, right? Because that'd be yeah, now an odd number. So Utah and... Who knows? Uh, you know, like... No clue, right? Like, bring back the Hartford Whalers. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I mean... I, I, Atlanta Thrashers. Atlanta makes a return to the NHL, you know? Hey, there you go. I don't know. It balance out. It balance yeah, out. It is two different... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. So time will tell it's interesting. I didn't heard. Th- I didn't heard, hear that yet. Yeah. So was, that was definitely some news to me. Yeah. So the official <laughs> news this morning. And then the second little bit of news here is this is not 100% verified. So please take that with a grain of salt here. If it is untrue, I apologize. But some of the information that I saw this morning and earlier today was that Zach Parisi might possibly sign with Colorado Avalanche after the all-star break. Do I really care about that? No, not really. But I'm surprised to possibly see him moving around from where he's at. But also, is he going to Colorado? Do they have a chance right now? What is their status? And is do you see Parisi making any like any benefit? Any benefit? Any help One, to them? anywhere, but in general, in Colorado right now, it's it's not like he was complete garbage <laughs> last year, right? Yep. Um, but he's aging just like anybody else. It's a yep. normal thing. Yep. His better years are behind him. He's thirty nine years old. Yep. Um. Do I see them like answering your legitimate, your actual mm-hmm. question here? Um, do I see him actually helping Colorado? Uh, I don't know where he'd slot in. I don't know if Colorado's suffering from a bunch of injuries right now. Sure. You know, one thing I will say is the last two seasons, Zach Parisi has played 82 games. Unhurt, which is kind of surprising. For the Islanders. For the Islanders. Wow. So... Then he had 35 points and 34 points the following year. And okay. last year, last year he had it was the 34 points with a plus seven. Average. It's about a, half, a point every other game, roughly. A little less, right? Because it's 82 games and you got what? Yeah, yeah. 30-something points, about, roughly both. Probably third, third fourth liner. Sure. Average yeah. ice time was about 16 minutes last year. Okay. So, yeah, obviously. Up some, obviously some your time. bottom six, right? Yep. Um. Look kind of crazy to think but he's about a vet, having... dude. He he could yeah. he could bring. They must be suffering from an injury. If you heard that, then I, is my guess. Could be right. I mean, granted, again, I it was just wild. You know, Twitter X, hockey garbage banter. Who knows, right? But it's kind of an interesting thought to think about. Anyway, it'd be hey, it'd be good to see him keep playing. Yeah, and you'd see a bit more of him too here, being in Colorado. Yeah, right. So right, time will tell. But that's all we've got here for for the NHL news as things stand right now. Uh, we're going to jump over into one of our newer uh, segments that we talked about last time on the uh, on the podcast. Stay tuned. Moving on to our next topic here, we're talking about the PWHL Minnesota team. Uh, as we talked about it, we are super excited to, one, have the PWHL become a thing and also bless us with a hockey team here. Our team's been pretty darn solid. What's their record right now? 4-1-1, one, and one, I think is what you mentioned. There's... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, they're four, zero and one. Now dropping literally just a Tonight. few minutes ago yep. to four, one and one, uh, taking their first regulation L at home, which is a bummer. But also at the end of the day, like you're not expected to win every single game, especially in your inaugural season. But I think that does show four games in, five, six games into the season that they were just went undefeated in the regulation up until tonight, which is pretty crazy. So. Stoked to see that. Stoked to see that the gals are doing well. Uh, we talked initially about the home opener beating records. I wanted to see if that would continue for the attendance for the PWHL and for just the Minnesota, Minnesota team specifically. We looked it up, and right now the PWHL average is about 5,000 per game-ish. Minnesota has a league-high uh, game average of about 8,600, give or take, per game over the first six games of the season. But how many of those are home games for them? Um, that you know? I don't have off the top of my head. However, no, that's, that's cool. I feel sure, like they've but... only played like three home games. They and I, and I'm many. certainly not here to hate by any means. Yep. I, I love that as a thing. Uh, but 13,000 opening night. They had about 5,000 tonight. Averaging out at 8,000. That makes sense. Yep. So it's Dropping off a little bit here and there. So but... that other crowd must have been, what, closer to 9,000 then maybe? Roughly. Maybe 10, yeah. um, but if there was three games played or whatever. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. What do you got? Uh, I pulled this from some site called 
Blackout Dallas. I don't. I think it's a Dallas Stars fan page. Maybe. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, we'll we'll take that with a grain of salt then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but they say here, and I'm taking this from their their little article here. Yep. Uh, shout out. Uh, the PWHL has had over 72,500 attendees across 15 games based on data collected from current game sheets. If grouped, this is almost the equivalent of selling out American Airlines Center four times, which has a capacity of roughly 18,500. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It's about the same size as our venue here as well. Yeah, it's 15 games, but selling it out four times for a brand new league. Yeah. It's not horrible. No. If you really think about it. It's not great. But it's not bad when you consider like they've pretty much lost about a half of their home opener stats as far as like attendance. But it also tonight was a tonight was a Wednesday night. True, right? You're not Saturday matinee, two p.m. for your home opener in the season and series ever in your inaugural season. That's a different beast. So I'm not too upset about that average. I'm sure the weekend games will will definitely get more exposure and have a better attendance and turnout. But no. No doubt. And, and I mean, according to this same article, as of January 22nd, which is two days ago, yep. um, the general merchandise for the league is sold out really? across the league. Wow. That's impressive. That's pretty darn cool. That's pretty darn cool. Now, do you think that was just a safe bet by the league, not ordering a bunch of stuff? Or do you think that the, the country little and the both. communities have rallied? Little, and, little and, both. Okay. I think it's a little of both. But if you think sure. about it, right, if they're, if even the lower teams... Are averaging almost five thousand a game. Yeah, that's what AHL is. Yeah, that's what the ECHL is. They're yeah. averaging anywhere between. I'm sure some are less, like three thousand, right? Yeah, you know they yeah. go up, but they go up to like eight, maybe ten thousand. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing five thousand so far in the first year of the league. Yeah. That's probably only going to grow. That's impressive. I, I think it's. I think it's impressive. It might not seem like a lot to people, but yeah, you know, I know there's only six teams. But you're drawing people there. I like to see it. I just Googled it real quick here on a couple of quick little Google searches. Roughly the Iowa Wild attendance is about 6,000 in the game, give or take. 6,000 for Roughly. Iowa Wild? For Iowa Wild. Granted, that was on a very, very quick Google search with a couple of different random things that came up, one of them being Reddit. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> so however, take it, yeah. However, yeah. it sounds about average. I mean, downtown, Harder Des Moines right on the river. You got uh, Wells Fargo Arena. So, only so many people. Yeah. No offense, you Iowans. It's true. Is that Iowans? Iowans, yeah. Iowans? Yep, we got family out there. So Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nice. I still want to make a road trip down there. I want to see an Iowa Wild game really bad this year. Well, I mean, especially now once we have everybody healthy in the wild and you send all of our Iowans back to Iowa to play. I know. Now they can turn their season around. They're 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 a few points out of uh, playoffs right now, too. But that is true. That is true. Uh talking about some of the PWHL players real fast though. Uh Grace Zoomwinkle. Uh, Zumwinkle, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. I apologize if I'm butchering that. Uh, second in goals in the league with five. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and Granted, I think three the, of those came in the first game ever. Yeah, and I think the league leader was at, uh, I'm sorry, at like six or seven. I okay. can't remember. So oh, league, being, lead, league leader's at six. Okay, so there's only one goal away. That's 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 manageable, and you're not chasing that too hard. And and uh, I, I think it's Zumwinkle. Zumwinkle. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. But, uh I, we'll she's ourselves. also only two points behind points leader for the league who has eight and she has six. So perfect. So she's right there up front. Yeah, she's right there, which is awesome. And then you've got a line here in our in our our document here about the goaltending. You want to tell us a little bit about the attendees? Dude, our attendees in Minnesota are playing very well. Um, I just want to see really quick how many each has played. Looks yeah. like Maddie Rooney has played. Ooh, two games, I think. Okay. Two games for Maddie. Have and played what, six games total. And so Nicole has played four games then. Yep. If it's six total games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, so let's just talk about them really quick. Nicole yeah. uh, Hensley, I think I'm saying that right. Sounds right to me. Um, let's see. She right now has got a 1.75 goals against. Solid. That's great. Uh and a nine three nine save percentage, that's gangster. And what about uh, Maddie, she's got three wins. Okay, pretty solid. Uh, Maddie, let's go back to Maddie here. Maddie Rooney, our other tendy, one point four five goals against, wow. with a nine four three save percentage. That's impressive. So we I'm couple- surprised we're not one and two with those numbers, dude. So we got we got a couple good tendies here. 
We do. It sounds like you can send either one out there. Which it that's awesome. That's aw- that's a that's a good problem to have. It sucks yeah. maybe for the girls, maybe not, because you know it's so new and they're just excited. Everybody's yeah. just excited to be a part of it right now. Yep. Um but the thing that people like overlook, and obviously I'm not a woman, but so I'm not gonna know, right? But like they're way more competitive than you think. Oh yeah. You know what they're I mean? Throwing, they're they're throwing way hits. more competitive. Like, and yeah. I hate that people just automatically dismiss women as not competitive, you know, not physical. Nah, that's a bunch of bull. That's a bunch of bull. Dude. It is. So eventually, yep. if you have two good tendies, eventually one of them is going to want to move on so they can be a stud somewhere else, which is fair, you know? Yeah. So for now, good problem to have, something to keep an eye on yep. for the PWHL Minnesota team. Yeah. But... Inaugural season, there's plenty of room to go. Dude, there's a lot of good happening. They could win the inaugural championship the way it's going. Knock on wood. Do do we know how many? I think it's probably four teams that make the playoffs, right? Six teams in the league, probably four, right? You have two semifinals, which may be best of five. I I don't think they play a seven-game series. Maybe three for the semis and then five for the finals. Could be. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, and I know way different sport, right? I'm just trying to think (laughs) of how the... Uh, WNBA does it. I think mm. they do. Gosh, I want to say they do five and then seven for the finals, but I could be wrong. Okay. So per, let's see, per Wikipedia anyway, I don't know if I want to listen to yeah. them, but try it out. <laughs> let's see. There's a couple try of different size, couple of different options that are on here. Um, but really quickly looking at the Wikipedia answer, it says um, the season will uh, culminate with two, uh, a two-round best-of-five playoff series, including the top four teams to determine the season champion. So we pretty much had it. So mm-hmm. sounds like the semifinal round and the final round are both best-of-five. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Well, it sounds like did you, did you met? Can you imagine what a playoff game for them will draw here in Minnesota? I mean, that, that I'd would imagine, be... I'd imagine close to that record. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it'd be really crazy to that. I mean... Everyone loves playoff sports in general. I think playoff hockey is awesome. Playoff women's hockey, especially coming up as much as it has been. I think you'll probably get a very, very similar, if not better turnout than the home opener or the inaugural opener. Did you go to the inaugural opener? So what was the atmosphere like? It was crazy, man. There was let's go, let's go uh, Minnesota or Minnesota. That was pretty much how they were chanting. Because I was going to say, let's go Minnesota. I was like, that's too long. Let's go PWHL Minnesota. That's too long. (laughs) There was a handful of variations throughout that. Everybody trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool, though, because they they had the the goal song for them was uh, Don't or Can't Stop Me Now, I believe, by Queen. Oh, dope. So, like, Please tell me they lit the lighthouse. They did. Did they? They did. Yes. Yep. And that was the wild horn? It was. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. that's lit. That yep. makes me excited. Yeah, the, they they went it's out. Awesome. Their, their intro wasn't as cool as the laser light show and all that jazz. Nah, but also, first year, it's fine. Yep. But also, it's like their inaugural season. So, like, they introduced every single player. That's fun. One by one. Yep. They skated out yep. and said, hey. Home opener. Yep. Repeat. Yeah, rinse and repeat. So, that was pretty cool. The environment was cool. So, I can only imagine how rocking that place would be. During get some towels going for oh, yeah. PWHL playoffs. Let's go. That'd be really cool, dude. Let's go. We'll have to. We'll keep yeah. you guys posted with how the gals do, and maybe we'll take a banner with the boys trip to a PWHL. Dude, let's go. I'm in. Uh, I'm in playoff game. We'll see how things go. I'm in. Uh, but with that, we've got one little bit of hockey news we're going to talk about, which is very, very local here to the state of Minnesota. Talking about Hockey Day, Minnesota. Yeah, so Hockey Day Minnesota. Uh, I can't remember when it was actually created. Uh, I wish I, I should have probably pulled that up before I started this, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, it's a, it's an event that is held uh, actually Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, with Saturday being the, the, the actual Hockey Day Minnesota. So uh, it starts off right away at 9.30 in the morning uh, with Warroad playing Lakeville North. The girls' varsity squads facing off. And that is in an outdoor rink uh, in Warroad, Minnesota. So Hockey Day, Minnesota is being held in Warroad, which is a solid, like, five hours straight north of where we are located here it's in the cities. Hike. Yeah, it is a hike. Yep. And it gets cold. But there is so many NHL players that have came out of Warroad. Um, there's over 80 Division One players that have came out of Warroad, Minnesota, something like that. There has been every medal that the Olympic men's team has won, there has been a player from Warroad, Minnesota on the team. Wow. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if I saw that commercial the other day, right? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, so yeah, it starts with the varsity girls, Warroad versus Lakeville North. 
And then you go on at 1 p.m. You got Moorhead facing off against top-ranked Wyzetta. I'm sorry. I think they're number two in the state. I think the Skippers are still number one. And then you go ahead and you got another varsity game at 4.30 p.m. Warroad facing off against Rozo. Just a, that is just a classic northern Minnesota game right there. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, 100, 100 P. Um, you know, that's a matchup that, you know, you're used to seeing in the state tournament. It's, yeah. Unless they're from the same section, actually. They might be. Not sure. Now they think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just a classic northern Minnesota matchup for sure. Right. Um, 7.30 p.m. This is not televised, but you got the Warroad Bantam A's playing the Moorhead Bantam Double A's. Should be a good matchup there. And then the day concludes. I think PWHL actually also plays that day, if I'm not mistaken. I think cool. I think they're between 4 and 7 p.m., somewhere in there. I don't know who they play off the top of my head. That's not listed here, which is atrocious. But <laughs> um, but to cap the day, as always, the Minnesota Wild will be playing. They play the Ducks at about 8 p.m. So, Which is pretty sweet. When I first moved to Minnesota and started following hockey, I found out that like Hockey Day in Minnesota was a thing. I was dumb, and I'm like, dude, how cool would it be to watch, like, the Wild play, like, outside in, like, War Road or, you know, Duluth or wherever they're playing it. So I'm like, heck, yeah, we're going to go. And then, of course, I, I didn't actually go, but I did some research, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yep. Yeah. But, like, the outdoor they games. They have once. Still- or, no, twice they've played outside Stadium series here. and, and then, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Winter Classic, finally. There you go, Winter Classic, yep. yeah. Um, Two games uh which I wanted to go to and did not attend. I went to the Winter Classic last year, a couple of years ago. Did you? It was crazy. That's cool. I it went was... to the, when they had the stadium series here, it was at yep. TCF Bank yep. at the Gophers, where the Minnesota Gophers play football. Yeah. And the Gophers men's hockey team played against Ohio State like two days before that or whatever, before the stadium series game. So I went to that. Nice. That was lit. Stupid cold. Oh, yeah. There, You know? Yep. yep. But there was like, there was still like almost oh, yeah. 20,000 there. It was crazy. It was fun. Hockey's crazy out here, man. Yeah, and I went to the Winter Classic. Same thing. It was like zero degrees, minus 20 wind Packed, chill when the though. game started. Oh, yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, and then it was like minus 10, minus 35 with the wind chill when we the game was over. We lost didn't we? We did lose that game, which yeah. stunk. But Darn at it. the end of the day, it was awesome. So uh, I did check here. It looks like uh, the Minnesota PWHL team plays at Boston uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time. to be 3 p.m. Central time here for us Minnesotan folks. So, on Saturday? On Saturday the yep. 27th. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool to, to really bring um, Hockey Day Minnesota all together. Obviously, a little bit of a different beast there, but still be really, really cool to see the gals play, too. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, fun fact, Hockey Day Minnesota next year, you know what it's going to be? Let me think. Next year, next year, next year. Is it in the cities? It is. Uh, it, no, not necessarily in the cities. Burbs? It's, yeah. Burbs. Okay, it's in the Burbs. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be in Shakopee, is it? It is. Is it really? It's going to be at Valley Fair. What? Yeah. I'm very, very Ooh, interested to see how go. they're going to do this. We oh, should go. I'm going we'll go. 100,000%. 100,000% yeah, we should go. go for sure. Because I wanted to go to the one that was in Stillwater because it was so close to the water and it looked yep. cool with the lift bridge and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they had one in Duluth right next to that lift bridge. I was like, darn it. I didn't go to that one. Yep. But Valley Fair, that's so random. Look how I can only imagine like how cool the pictures are going to be. I'm a photographer for you guys who don't know. How cool the pictures are going to be. Imagine the kids like... Breath coming out of their mouth, like in the fog that comes out of your mouth, and you're breathing in super cold air with like your hockey stick and your face mask on and everything. Your helmet's all decked out, and then he's got like roller coasters in the background. Like they're not going to be running, no. But like, how crazy like, they should is it run happen? one though. Oh, they, why not in the background? They might just for fun. <laughs> but I think that the picture is still going to be super cool. Have like the tracks and stuff running behind. Oh, yeah, because like, the, power it, tower. the only place I can think they would put it is in that parking like in lot. The, the parking lot, I guess. Right? So if they put it in the parking lot, you have yep. is Steel Venom still there? Yeah. So you got Steel Venom, the wild the thing right one. there. Yeah. You, yeah, you got Power Tower there. Yeah. Ooh, that might be cool. That's, I didn't know that it was at Valley Fair. Yep, I believe it's at Valley Fair. I apologize if I'm wrong. I had a gut per... feeling about Shakopee, but Valley yep. Fair, man. Yeah, it's, it sounds it's like, like it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it'd be crazy if it was there, but yeah. they don't have the seating for it. They only have the seating on like that one corner section. So yeah. with it being at Valley True. Fair, they should be able to either use something that's already pre-existing yep, or yep. just build an entire stadium. They'll just build it there, out. Which yeah, I would imagine. So it'll be cool, though, man. So, here's hoping for Hockey Day Minnesota 2025 here in the homeland of Shakopee. If you guys didn't know, that's where I live. So, <laughs> with that, man, this has been an awesome episode. You got anything else to take us out with? No, man, not at all. It's just been a pleasure, as always. I'm glad to talk some puck. You know, uh, luckily we got on some topics here, so I didn't have to bring in a new segment. Well, maybe we'll save that <laughs> for later. But, oh, uh, yeah. what, what? Honestly, it'd be awesome to bring it back in. I, I, I like... 
how we're expanding to some other hockey stuff in Minnesota. We got some time to to kick things off and be over the NHL All Star break. We'll bring in some other things as the sure. uh, the boys are taking a chill. But with that said, thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Thank you for listening. As always, like, comment, subscribe. And with that, we'll catch you the next one. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more banter with the boys. <laughs>